Welcome to the Cowbell Fever Podcast. This is most likely the last podcast before race day. And we're checking in on Wednesday with Ketzel Evans. And if your Berkey fever is high, and mine certainly is, it's about to get higher because we're just talking weather for the next 10 or 15 minutes. The news is mostly good, um, unless you're trying to drive today overnight, in which case, mm, not so good. But weather for race days on Friday and Saturday looks pretty great. So get out there and we'll get into it. It's one of the more exciting years before the Berkey. Um, we have a snowstorm, we have all sorts of weather coming in, a lot of travel implications for people who are getting up for the races. Let's start with today. What's gone on so far in the last few hours, Tuesday night into Wednesday, up in Berkey land and also in the areas people may be traveling from? And then what are we looking at for the next 24 hours or so? Yeah, so we had kind of round one of snow come through Minnesota, Wisconsin last night. Uh, there's been a lot of wow, this was such a bust comments uh, coming from the public in certain areas. Um, just because that band shifted a little bit further south than was anticipated. Berkey Trail got generally less than an inch of snow last night. Further south, um, they saw kind of a widespread three to six. And that is kind of settled and we're actually seeing a couple little peaks of sunshine right now, which is always good for morale. I was looking at the video of the start of the open track race and it looked really quite nice. I think they have a really good day for skiing. Down yeah, there. should be good other than the fact that it's going to get pretty windy over the course of the day. So especially if later in the day for the open track, probably going to be starting to feel the, that wind, particularly obviously as you come out of the trees. So that wind will be building today as well as the low pressure system will be building back in this evening and overnight. So we are still expecting what will be the bulk of the snow to be coming through late this evening into tomorrow morning. And this is really going to be the heaviest snow that will fall. The timing has shifted like the teensiest bit later and the snowfall totals have come down a little bit as far as forecast changes from when we talked on Monday. But overall, these are not super significant changes. So overnight, we're talking for Berkey land, kind of Hayward, 8 to 12 inches by noon. Further up in Cable, they could see a little bit of that lake enhancement, might be a little bit more like 8 to 15 on the higher end of things in that southern Bayfield County region, and potentially snowfall rates exceeding one inch per hour tomorrow morning is the best chance for that. So kind of 6 a.m. to noon, um, looking at some of those heaviest snowfall rates. And there is the chance that as soon as it starts, it might come to an end through the afternoon tomorrow. It looks like right now there is a blizzard warning for uh, the start, but only a winter warning for Hayward because they're in different counties. Correct, yeah. And that blizzard warning over Bayfield and Ashland County is particularly for areas along Lake Superior, which is where more of the population centers are in those counties because there will be northeast winds absolutely screaming down Lake Superior and slamming into the coastline. So that's where those blizzard conditions are for sure sure um, along highway 13 highway 2 in those areas definitely the chance if you're in more kind of open fields in both kind of cable all the way down to hayward of which there definitely are some along highway 63 there those whiteout conditions are certainly possible as that heavy snow comes through tomorrow morning and then you join that with 30 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts could see those moments of whiteout conditions but just not quite as bad as they're going to see along the Schwamigan Bay area. Yeah so not a particularly pleasant day to be outside tomorrow. Not particularly. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to be harnessed to a dog running down Main Street tomorrow. I know people say, well, we're skiers, we can drive in anything, but 
sometimes it's best to wait until the conditions get a little better. Yeah, absolutely. And especially because so many folks are probably coming from the metro area, they are still on track right now to get a 10 to 16 inches overnight tonight on top of the three to five that they got last night. And especially in an urban area that can shut things down. So tomorrow morning could be really, really nasty travel, especially with those winds. Like I said on Monday, still the situation where you're going to be running into open fields and all of a sudden you don't know where the road went. Um, So if you're going to travel, either do it today, which of course this podcast might not come out until later, or much later in the day Thursday. Yeah, so the snow sort of ends from west to east on Thursday as the day goes on. And the winds calm down. So conditions are getting better on Thursday evening, but still not great. So kind of Thursday afternoon. So think noon to 6 p.m. Things are coming to an end across northwest Wisconsin. Some variation in the models as to how fast the low pulls out. There are some models that bring in a lot of cooler, dry air behind the low pressure system and really just gets that precipitation out of there pretty quickly. Other solutions have a little bit of um, on and off snow showers hanging around. As that low exits, the winds will be calming down as well through the afternoon. So at that point, it's a question of how well road crews were able to maintain through that super heavy burst of snow overnight and into tomorrow morning, um, and what kind of road clearing is going on at that point. The winds will be switching Um, over to the northwest, and those can be a little bit gusty, but certainly not anywhere near as strong as we're expecting overnight into tomorrow morning. Okay, and then overnight Thursday, it's going to get pretty chilly, but the winds will really be calming down, and Friday for Cordelopet and Prince Hoken skiers looks like a pretty nice day. Yeah, um, honestly, as a classic skier, I'm a little bit jealous of the the Cordy conditions. Will be chilly in the morning for sure for the Cordy. Could have some start times that are still below zero for the Cordelopet, though they are a little bit later in the morning, I think kind of in that 10-11 time frame. So maybe just starting to come above zero for the Cordy start, Prince Hogan start, and probably looks like staying below 15 degrees for the entire day on Friday for those Cordy skiers. But otherwise, pretty darn quiet on Friday, really looking at fairly light kind of west to southwest winds through the day there, and definitely could be a situation where you see some sunshine with those kind of colder temperatures temperatures, those clearing skies in the cold air evection regime behind a low pressure system. So the calm after the storm and a really nice day on Friday. Yeah, exactly. Just might have to put um, a couple extra layers on, use a little bit of a heavier weight glove. All right. And then for Saturday for the Berkey skiers, what are we looking for? So we are looking at just some low chances of precipitation Friday night into early Saturday morning. Right now, what this looks like it could be is just really light snow. So probably less than an inch, but there could be just a little fresh powder on the trail come Saturday morning. So don't be surprised if there's some some fresh powder out there. Other than that, um, the more I look at Saturday, looks like a pretty classic Berkey day. Currently forecasted start temperatures, most likely in the single digits, down in that little river valley and cable, could be a little bit chilly as it classically is there at the start. So Mm -hmm. single digits there, and then warming up into um, kind of the high teens, possibly getting into the low 20s as well by late afternoon for anyone who's you know finishing before noon or before one most of your race will probably be 20 degrees or less a good good blue day as far as i'm concerned 
and a little breezier than on Friday. Yeah, winds will kind of pick back up. Certainly nothing like anything we're about to experience over the next 24 hours, um, but kind of southerly winds switching kind of to more westerly in the afternoon. Could see some gusts 15 to 20 miles per hour through the whole day. So of course that could potentially be a nice little headwind on the lake. You know, it wouldn't be the Berkey if we didn't have a, a headwind on the lake there. We wouldn't want it to be easy. You know, if we were running it today or, or, or if we're running tomorrow, we'd have a nice tailwind on the lake, but the rest of the race would be uh, pretty rough. So a we'll a little that. rough, yeah. So really, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy noticeable. Generally, uh, at least personally, I don't really start noticing a lot of winds until they get over 20 miles per hour, but could get a gust here and there that really makes you feel those last couple of kilometers. So find someone big and draft them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you see somebody um, in those last couple kilometers after Hatchery Park and you're like, ooh, they look like a good person to draft off of, give that extra, a little extra oomph to get behind them. Other than that, as I'm sure that everyone who's trying to decide um, what their sunglass choice is going to be wants to know what the skies might be doing, uh, this is Honestly, I would say sky cover is a little bit of a 50-50 right now for Saturday. With that passing system overnight into Saturday morning, we could start out cloudy and then be clearing through the day. I don't think it's going to be completely cloudy by any means, not overcast. So make sure to remember those sunglasses. Yes, yeah. It sounds like we're sort of threading the needle between this storm and getting some really nice days for the Berkey and the Cordelopit. For folks who are going out tomorrow for some of those events with kids, make sure to bundle up and take it easy to get there and back. But once uh, once this all passes, it sounds like the Berkey should have enough time to groom things up. It's going to be nice and cold, so we should have some solid classic tracks, hopefully some nice skate conditions and a really good Berkey. Yeah, should be should be pretty solid. And there's a lot of wind with the system, but the snow is not going to be super wet and heavy. So not expecting it to like cling to branches or bring down a lot of debris on the trail. The majority of the debris would probably come from those winds, you know, blowing leaves in and such, but there's going to be plenty of time for the groomers to to hit that new snow since then. And I think anything that was going to blow down already blew down in December and January. <laughs> probably. We've had a lot of wind and a lot of heavy snow this year that's brought in plenty of things down. And if you're staying through the weekend, it will continue to warm. Sunday will be Probably pretty darn quiet as well with quite the temperature swing. Some single digits in the morning, but warming up potentially to just right below freezing in the afternoon if you're sticking around for the demo day up at the trailhead. Or just getting a few more kilometers in on the trail. Exactly. Yeah, taking taking in that Berkey Trail. All right, any good resources? Again, people should go and check out for weather updates as the day goes on and today and tomorrow. Of course, I'm very biased, but I really, really encourage folks to get their weather information from the National Weather Service. Um, if you're coming from the Metro area, your area is going to be served by National Weather Service Twin Cities. Um, and it, for the Berkey area, that will be National Weather Service Duluth. Weather.gov is going to be your site to get to any and all of the web pages that you might need. Otherwise, those folks are on social media. If you're really like, I need hourly temperatures for waxing per se, I really encourage folks to check out the weather.gov slash forecast points page. You can click on any point you want and it'll give you that hourly by hourly break. If you had to say which weather office is better, Twin Cities or Duluth, uh, is that something you can comment on? I, I could certainly say in, in my unofficial stance as a private citizen, I think NWS Duluth does some, some really great work, some great science sharing. They've 
taken a lot of steps with their social media presence as well. But both offices, I think, have collaborated really, really well on this winter storm, and they've been putting their best foot forward as far as forecasting and uh, decision support services go. And sometimes some excellent artwork comes out of the National Weather Service Duluth as well. Yeah, they they certainly have someone who has some some MS Paint skills, I believe, when it comes to to gathering webcam images and doing some fun things with them. Well, that's your tax dollars at work. (laughs) Yes, we are proud public servants. (laughs) All right, great. Thanks for checking in. Have a great trip. Have a great Berkey, and maybe we'll see you in Hayward. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks as always, Quetzal, and have a great race. And to everyone, have a great race. Have a safe trip up to Berkeyland if you're not already there. And after the race, come find me wandering around on Main Street for the post-race podcast. I'll have media credentials on. I may even have a post-race beverage, and I hope to see you there. Between Minneapolis, the Twin Cities office. And it's, I don't want to piss people off in St. Paul. <laughs>